Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. Okay, I have my coffee, I've got my water, my lighting looks good, hmm, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh wait, my sound, nope, my video's on, I'm not muted, I've got my, oh no, that's there, what am I for, Eric! Be a good little fella now and open the door! Be a good little fella and open the door. We're Santa uh, Claus. <laughs> uh, it's one of the, I, I feel like it'll be a part of this episode, but it's one of the many injuries that you're just like, holy smokes, I couldn't imagine how brutal that must have been. Um, yeah, this uh, is none other than, than the first Home Alone. Um, I feel like this is one of those ones that is so iconic to me as a kid. And uh yeah, we're not doing the sequel because I feel like I have a boatload of notes just for this <laughs> film. The sequel will have to be next December, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I thought it would be fun to start off the episode with, um, you know, anybody who hasn't seen the movie, which is like, holy smokes, thanks for listening to an episode of a movie that you've never seen before. Um, but for everybody who has, um, I actually stumbled across the original 1990 VHS uh, of this. And I remember as a kid flipping those things over at the video store and reading the synopsis and now reading them in 2022, it's wild <laughs> how they, these movies descriptions were written. So here's the actual 1990 VHS cover uh, movie thing. I'll try to do my best movie voice. So eight-year-old Kevin McAllister has become the man of the house overnight, accidentally left behind when his family rushes off on a Christmas vacation Kevin gets busy decorating the house for the holidays, but he's not decking the halls with tinsel and holly. Two bumbling burger burgers, <laughs> two bumbling burglars are trying to break in and Kevin's rigging a bewildering battery of booby traps to welcome them. Written and produced by John Hughes, this madcap slapstick adventure features an all-star supporting cast, including Catherine O'Hara and John Hurd as Kevin's parents, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as the burglars, and John Candy as the polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> it's so many adjectives and so many, like, it was, it's hard to say. <laughs> Bumbling burglars, the booby trap. Booby I'm trap. like, say that three times fast. <laughs> How did they, yeah, they wrote those things, I think, to never be said. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, oh, I do great. like that they still have, you know, that they have to end it with good old John Candy as the polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I will say um, I work with uh, younger people and we work in environments that are uh, also have younger people that work in them. And, and I heard an older person, probably about uh, maybe your age, about 61 or so, he had <laughs> said that he showed this other young person a picture of John Candy because they were talking about they were talking about Home Alone. And she goes, oh. I recognize him. He was in that Home Alone movie, right? That's mm -hmm. the only thing I've ever seen him in. John Candy. <laughs> but then I just felt 
I felt like you. I felt really old. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, alive. But yes, the Polka <sighs> King, at least she knows him from that. But I'm like, seriously, I need to. She needs. Yes, I hope. So she's seen Home Alone. So there you go. But man, alive. What a what a movie. We talked about Chevy Chase and Tim Allen kind of being our. It's so funny. Everyone says um, we were just watching Christmas with the Cranks. And like when Tim Allen comes on the screen, they go, he was a staple of my childhood. Yeah. And he was for a lot of us, right? Um, but so was Macaulay Culkin. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. he is also Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, as I was when I was a kid, it did get as a kid, I forgot it was Christmas at times because of the um pranks and yeah. the traps he set. That I was, would agree. It, it allowed us to watch the movie all year round because it was just fun to watch him do the the BB gun to the the face and the, and the, the the feathers and the Christmas ornaments. Yeah, and you were just watching this this little this guy take down the bumbling burgers, you know. <laughs> and it, it, it was here awesome. to you referred for the next ninety minutes. <laughs> the bumbling burgers. Sorry, Mr. Pesci. <laughs> uh, but it, it was just he he was amazing. He is amazing. And Home Alone though is a staple of the holidays too for sure and yes. so is his equal we will just like Catherine O'Hara says it in the second one uh, when they oversleep we did it again next year Home Alone 2 lost in New York <laughs> for sure because it's that is also to me Terminator 2 Back to the Future 2 yeah a sequel that that was amazing now yeah. So now then Kevin ret- retires and, and we get a like four other Home Alones that we'll, we'll never discuss on the podcast <laughs> but you know that'll be for bygone geek put on by Lucy and Harper, uh, you know, yeah. Bygone Geek 2. But, and hopefully yeah. it'll be them ripping into how bad they were. Yeah. <laughs> that they won't yes. even like them either. <laughs> um, yeah, it, um, these these two films definitely, uh, I I mean, this came out, this first one came out in 1990 and I know for sure I watched this at the age of five. Like it oh, was yeah. just, um, I mean, there's just something about the idea. It's so brilliant. Again, it's like you have John Hughes writing and producing this and then Christopher, Chris Columbus, who's done so much stuff from that era too, is the actual director and John Williams doing the music score. Like it's just, I mean, it's no wonder. It's no wonder. It is so good. Um, And then, yeah, to get the icing on the cake of Catherine O'Hara and just all of the adult actors in this. I mean, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, the best. I got Joe Pesci. This is what's crazy too. I looked up online. This is the same year, folks, as Goodfellas. <laughs> he was in Goodfellas in the same year that he was one of the wet bandits. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. Like, that that range is crazy. I mean, in Goodfellas, I mean, if we ever do an episode on that, holy smokes. <laughs> like, that's going to be, like, it's just so intense. Um, so the fact that Joe Pesci did a kids movie in 1990, and it both are iconic movies to me. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's just crazy, right? Um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, so yeah, they got quite quite an all star cast in this, and yeah, to have John Candy come into it as well as just a friend of John Hughes, um, who I, I think I think actually David and I last year when I was over, I think we watched the Home Alone how they were made. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't didn't they say in it that he came in. And literally 90% of his dialogue was unscripted. He yeah. just made it up on the spot. <laughs> like and shot crazy. for a day, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and got gone. paid like extra pay. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't get time. paid as a star, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's there's a funny thing that goes around now. Like she go Catherine O'Hara, incredible. I mean, just amazing. As a kid, she was just like a, a mom. 
you know mm -hmm. but when you watch these movies now you realize just like she's an amazing actor and just um i was actually we're in a, uh, a group chat with some friends and i was like home alone made me cry this year because uh, you know just as a parent leaving your if you ever left uh, child protective services i've never left my kid at home <laughs> <laughs> that you're aware that we've reported <laughs> that i know of i don't know i don't know what she's doing <laughs> i'm doing a podcast <laughs> um, you know i i just think she's i mean she's she's a heavy hitter she's an incredible actor and pulls out every scene of a mom who who's like i am not leaving the airport until i get my kid well i love there's a scene in the end of the movie that she's telling the airport clerk i will sell my soul to the devil you know to <laughs> yeah. and then john candy kind of appears and everyone always is like he's the devil because <laughs> he <laughs> that's when he starts his dialogue hey i heard you you know yeah. um but he's not the devil he's the he's the polka king polka polka, polka. <laughs> anytime i hear that i think of ernest singing a christmas tree <laughs> 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 But, um, you know, yeah, that though I do love that show that how they were made. Um, it's insane that that was a set inside of a gym. Yeah. You know, but I think that's where we have to start was we all come back to that house. That oh house is God. a character within itself. Yes. And, you know, everyone always now as we ask, as we pay our own bills, how do they afford that trip to Paris? How do they <laughs> afford that house? You know, it, it's just incredible. Well, but I, And know. I saw somebody recently on one of the nostalgia um then this is nostalgic in saying it and one of the nostalgia facebook pages <laughs> there you go gen z i really doubled down on my age there um but like, like facebook who still uses that i thought 70 year olds did well they do um but i i saw a thing on there that somebody estimated that in order to afford a mortgage on a house in that location in chicago in 1990 and an entire family of like 20 people's like cost to paris he would on average have to make around 600 grand a year in 1990. Wow. <laughs> well, they save a lot of money because they forget a kid each time they travel. That's so, true. I mean, that's how they do it. You know, <laughs> they'll forget. They honestly should forget Buzz. Oh, Buzz seriously. Was the, I, I love these, you know, you just remember these lines and you, and, and just in life, it's like, I wouldn't let you sleep with me if you were crowing on my doorbell ringer. I mean, it's just it's just great, you know. I think of his interactions like, well, they got new beaches, not in the winter. <laughs> well, it, it that's another aspect of this is as much as you, I agree with you, the house in Home Alone is the most iconic house, I feel like, in retro yeah. movies. And then you combine that with the music and it's Christmas time and... The interior of the house just was like so mind blowing to me as a kid. Like the yeah. staircase, like especially with Joe Pesci there, like trying to get a hold of a kid who's running around the house. Mm -hmm. Pizza guy comes in. It's like it's all so cool. But yeah, you get that over and over again of you get the most annoying bully sibling in retro cinema history with Buzz. You yeah. get the best burglars or the sorry, the best burgers <laughs> in any movie with Marv and Harry. Like everything. And you talked about it with Catherine O'Hara. She's such a good mom when she <laughs> realizes she messed up. She's yeah. not that great <laughs> until that point. But once she panics on the plane, from that point on, she's such a dedicated like mama bear. Yeah. Um and it's just but they Every part of this movie is that way. It's just perfect. Yeah. You couldn't take a single piece of any of those things away from this movie without it changing it drastically. 
No, I agree. And when I think of my first memories, you know, this was definitely the VHS, the thin VHS um, cardboard box and Kevin on the front and the house kind of backlit. It was like a, it was a silhouette of a house. So it wasn't the mm -hmm. house, but some of the windows were lit up. I just, and it was like a blue and he had that sweater on. It was just like, like remembering it like it was yesterday. Um, and, and we, every time we packed for a trip, it was like that house those for opening scenes of chaos and the night before and yeah you know and we you always you no one wanted to cook so you did order pizza and uh just had everything ready but having to pack your own bag pack you know my suitcase <laughs> yeah it's like what did buzz tell you toilet paper and water you know <laughs> just like and then just not knowing what you know you're what the french call you know like and we're all just like huh you know like just daunting stuff i don't remember having to pack my own suitcase i think my mom you know mom's just gonna do it for you kev what are you worried about like yeah thankfully i think that was you know what happened as well but yeah do you have memories of you know going on trips like this um never and not being left behind but you know packing <laughs> your own stuff and never to this extent like to have a full house of like 30 people i couldn't imagine mm. that like i i, I the way that they did that in this movie was just such a whimsical thing that you're like, holy smokes, how big is this family? Like, yeah. This is crazy. Um, but yeah, we did small trips and stuff, but I never, I mean, I feel like it might not be until, I don't know, like college that I packed my own suitcase that I just, like, I didn't do many trips because like, even to that extent, it's like I didn't really own a suitcase. I didn't fly a lot. Like I would take like a gym, a taekwondo gym bag and just yeah, cram a bunch of stuff in it. Like, um, so yeah, I feel like if I was, you know, Kevin McAllister and people were telling me to pack my suitcase at that age, I would have had the same, like, yeah. what? How do I do that? But you in know, my mind, it's like I could see Kevin McAllister like putting in rolls of toilet paper and then filling up the bag with water. Yeah. <laughs> like that he didn't think that, oh, bottled water. <laughs> Like, you know, Buzz said just water. He's a wet bandit in himself. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I'll, I will, I was going to say that to the end, but I'm going to mention it because in, in, the, in, the, in the end of the movie, we see Macaulay Culkin run to the other house and it's been flooded mm -hmm. because of the wet bandits. As a person who has a house now, I am so mad at them. Yeah. Rob me, fine, but don't damage so my nasty. house. Water damage. I mean... Yeah, it's everything's ruined. Oh, I get so mad now. As a kid, it was fun and uh, whatever, but now I'm like, you know, the water damage. Oh, I uh, can't even imagine. <laughs> but I think you're right about the family, and not that. It it wasn't until years later I finally figured out who his siblings were. Mm, yeah, because there's so many people running around. Yeah, I'm like, who is his? You know, you know, Buzz as his brother, but I was like, it just took me forever to piece together who actually lives there and who doesn't. I still don't fully know. Was there yeah. a sister in there? Yeah, she was okay. the one who says Elizabeth Compton. You know, oh um, okay, I can't even say it. They, I'm like <laughs> Joey with French. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say it because you're Elizabeth Compton. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I think the movie kind of never, it, like you said, it hits everything. And I and we were talking about Buzz and how they're in his room and everything. You even get like a a scary aspect, mm -hmm. you know, with, yeah, I called him the, the salt ice man. Actually, I originally <laughs> called him the ice truck killer. And I was like, wait a minute. I think it's I've been watching too much South, South Bend Shovel Slayer, <laughs> I believe is the technical thing. <laughs> Did you There's know an old old man Marley, right? Yeah. That, yeah. 
Did yeah. you have a neighbor or someone in your neighborhood like that? That was that's still terrible. I mean, he he was not helping himself no. in the looks category of trying to look nice. Yeah, he, he glares know? at Kevin with and then does like wide eye, like crazy eyes a few times, like five yeah. or six times throughout this movie. Yeah, and yeah, I the idea of he's dragging around and doing it in the middle of the night too. Like you it was want just people like, to be scared of you. I mean, you're not even trying here. Yeah. I wonder why not. He's like, oh, you guys, there's so many rumors about me. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> have you seen yourself? You're not helping your case. You're Do you south- have a you have a mirror in your house, man? Because yeah, like- <laughs> you're out shoveling salt. I mean, I get the gesture, but yeah. You know, did so yeah, I was trying to think, did I have a neighbor like that? When they were out, you looked from your window to see what they were doing and you know, that always that turn back when they glimpse back at you and Oh like, for ah. sure. You well, know. and I bet you for you this is like I because watching it now as an adult, I feel like I didn't recognize it so much as a kid, but you probably did with loving the burbs. Oh, I yes. feel like the peering on a creepy neighbor and thinking he's a murderer is very burbs like. Very <laughs> yes. burbs like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely so then I thought well if I couldn't think of anyone then that probably means I was the person that people were looking at <laughs> yeah like, everybody's oh, peering man. at you there's crazy old man David <laughs> it was me <laughs> I feel like now this season with you living in the Midwest you need you need to like really dial in your old man Marley and get a metal trash can and just drag it down the street. <laughs> just, <laughs> just scraping it all on the, the sidewalk. Kids. <laughs> yeah, I was the one that they looked at. Oh, David's out there again. It's ninety eight degrees. He's got a three piece suit on, leather jacket. He's using that lightsaber again as a or that flashlight again as a lightsaber. Oh, yeah, no, I I just thought he he you know we we did a episode about villains and we talked a lot about qualities in a villain and one of them was facial mm-hmm. characteristics um man alive he we know he's not the villain we know who the, the villains are but he sure had that vibe of of, of a, just did. a scary old man yeah uh, you know in the well, especially especially as a kid like i did i felt like he should you should worry about him like I feel like because they establish yeah. him so quickly and the way that Buzz and I think it's maybe like a, a cousin. I can't remember the actor, the character. Yeah, just, just another family fodder. member though yeah. who gets to go to Paris. I'm like, my gosh. You yeah. Know? yeah. But then they're all pushed against the window and the music is so creepy. Yeah. And I even, I didn't notice this as an adult, but watching this like or as a kid, but as an adult, when he sh- takes his last shovel before he looks up at the three of them, his shovel makes a sword sound. You can hear it go shink. Like it's just like so it's like they want you to think that he is the South Bend shovel, yes. that he has bodies in his basement. <laughs> you know? Like it's, I love the names, the South Bend Shovel Slayer, the Scranton Strangler, you know. <laughs> I did imme- immediately the, think the Scranton Strangler. These are the same people who wrote the back of the the wording on the box that yeah. come up with these names. The bumbling burgers. Um, <laughs> I think the music you talked about. Like mm-hmm. the John Williams, the composing, and yeah. then I do download some of these Christmas songs um, from this movie because they are they are they are fantastic. It's 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 a young kid saving Christmas, and you need that music to go with it, right? It it can't be it can't be like softer hymnal no, style Christmas. No, no. It's got to have some, some weight to it. And this, yeah. the the Christmas music in this movie is fantastic. Well, especially uh, the main theme. Cause like I, it's a small segment of it in the audio drop at the beginning. Like it has this like 
almost like a mystery sound to it too. Yeah, like it's just yeah. it's like kind of got this creeping sound. So it's like you're you, welcome, it, John Williams, for keeping <laughs> your legacy alive. <laughs> we'll send you a check for referencing just that tiny little bit <laughs> that we got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did it off key on purpose so that those lawyers won't come after us. Um, but it uh, that whole main theme does it has this ebb and flow of scariness and curiosity and like what's going to happen to then big grand like crescendo yeah. like it was just that is a big song like big christmas song for sure but that is the movie right the, yeah. the way you described it was perfect because that is how it feels to be home alone mm -hmm. you, it is magical but yeah and it very quickly can be scary yes and then it's tense or magical again i mean that's a roller coaster of emotion and then the way his his case was, I mean, he was alone for three days, two days. I think so, yeah. You know, so it's not just like for an hour where no. the magic is just there and then your family comes back. You know, mm -hmm. he went through, just like the music, just intensity, highs and lows, hauntingness, fun, exciting. Um, you know, I do think, though, what I remember as a kid, uh, when they order the, the pizzas and they're all sitting around, I mean, I wasn't like a picky eater mm -hmm. I, I pretty much was you know I, I do think this movie was like what made every i think cheese pizza sales had to have skyrocketed after this oh, for right sure. <laughs> oh you want plain cheese plain cheese, you know because he made that he did. like a th iconic i felt yes. and especially yeah. in the second one you know plain your very own plain cheese pizza you know and i feel like i'm gonna call your mom to confirm whether or not you were a picky eater <laughs> she'll tell us the truth <laughs> she'll tell she'll yeah. tell us the truth you know it's like but, this is the moment i cue a, a caller or voicemail where she's like <laughs> your mom's like no he was all he of a sudden she horrible. appears uh, yeah like jerry's figure <laughs> and here's his mom here's ah. david's mother <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a new segment we need to have <laughs> to see how uh, much we're lying about our retro memories. <laughs> your mom says you're a liar. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're getting coal for Christmas. <laughs> but I, I don't. Did you have memories of like someone eating, uh, you know, when you had get togethers like this, someone taking the thing you wanted or. Um, was there any plain pizza? Is there any pizza left? And Buzz standing there, lunch for like pretending to barf it up and all that. Yeah, Did you have a memory horrible. like that? He is horrible. He's so horrible. Like I had to look at Devin Rattray. Like. I don't hate you, my friend. You did too good of a job as a you child a actor. <laughs> too yeah. good of a job. Um, but no, but he when had I was that like, look with the haircut and everything. Flat top. Yeah. But not, Let's, but like not the flat top that looks good on like you know uh, Ivan Drago and Arnold. Yeah. Like it's the flat top that you just want to like. It's you know, Macaulay Santa punch him in the face. Would describe <laughs> his girlfriend later in the movie. It's same as Buzz. Woof. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel bad for that child actor too. That's like she's only in the movie in a photo, and it's getting ripped into by Kevin McAllister. We're keeping oh, our legacy girlfriend. alive too in the worst way possible. <laughs> but no, I uh, pizza was huge in my childhood. I never like I, I I more had this fear, and it's funny to this day. <laughs> It's one of those many jokes where I'm just like, it's no wonder I have a little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> is that the second a pizza box opens, I analyze those like I'm a NASA scientist. Like I analyze what's the first one, what's the like. If I grab that one, what's the next one? Somebody else will grab, and then I can yeah. get this third. Like it's it's a problem. Sorry for every person who works at NASA that listens to this. <laughs> that he just compared what you do to what Rock, rocket science. <laughs> <with pizza. laughs> That's selection. how we got to the moon, folks. <laughs> That's 
That's how we did it. <laughs> Difficult decisions need to be made. <laughs> um, but I, it's like, so I was always worried that if I, my sister or my dad or somebody would take the piece that I wanted, but no, I was, sure. I was not, I was not picky about pizza. We had so many different types of pizza when I was a kid, but I am a tried and true pepperoni and cheese person so oh, yeah. I, w- I never got on board with a plain cheese pizza that seems a little bit weird to me <laughs> i just feel like you're the kid for, uh for, you're you're from seven what's in a box when the pizza's <laughs> delivered and then you get it you open it you just, and then you know that meme where the math is in the brain uh it's and true you, that's you with the topic it's to a hundred it like you're that. a thousand percent correct i'm not even gonna take that as a, 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 a an insult like that is totally your true. sister comes back to the plate and you look at did you take the one back left corner of the box you know <laughs> that was mine i called that I wait called somebody it. transferred that piece of pepperoni to that piece that wasn't there earlier um i and I can, i'll apologize to my wife right now she can tell you that this is where she calls in enter stacy um to this day i mean we had pizza just two days ago and i'll sit there and i'll look at it and i'll look at her and we look at each other and i'm just like which one are you taking and she's like, which one are you taking <laughs> you so she slap her hand <laughs> no, i know i asked you which one are you taking but i already called that one <laughs> it's true <laughs> so yeah i i have pizza pickiness but it doesn't have to do with cheese pizza like kevin but <laughs> i love that pizza pickiness i love that they were doing we're rocking the adjectives today um so what i did never realize though the that scene and, and it's almost like your brain has to get it years later like the today i learned mm. His ticket was thrown in the trash. Yeah, I did not know that till this year. Yeah. I mean, it took 30 years for me to realize that's how he was. And I mean, amongst other ways, he was forgotten. Right. But I mean, like the the um, the science behind the, the, the logistics of that. Yeah. The, the realism there of like watching that and little movie magic like that. There's a reason that scene existed, right? Oh, the trash for sure. can scene. For, yeah. But as a kid, it was just mess. Yeah. And so cool to see that. Well, and even the fact that like it's such a good scene as well for it to then pivot into the entire family shaming Kevin. Look what you did, you you little little jerk. jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Frank, man, he is the also brilliant acting, my friend. Like you are the nastiest, moochiest person. (laughs) Like he's so horrible in this movie. He's he's actually one of my favorite characters as an adult because of his lines like like that, of course, as a kid. But that's, I mean, we ran around just calling, look what you did, you little (laughs) jerk. Um, And I have not done that to my girls yet. Um, But it will. But, you know. uh, It's more of them saying it to to dad. (laughs) Look what you did, you little jerk. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You I know, can just but, hear Harper and her cute little voice <laughs> saying that to her dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and then later in the movie, not, again, a young David could have cared less for these lines, but as adult uh, adult David, I'm like, yes, okay. When when they do realize, you know, she realizes Kevin's still at home, he's just standing there. Horrible. Horrible. You know, just making her feel terrible. But then he goes, if it makes you feel any better. I left my reading glasses at home. I mean, I just, it's just so, I, I literally burst out laughing now with that. Cause you know, yeah. it's just, it's just the way well, he delivers And I feel it. like it's right before that scene too, that the second they make it into first class, he grabs the champagne. It's referee. free, right? It's free. It's free, right? And fill then, it up, it, yeah, fill, fill it up, up. Fill, it, fill it up, please. <laughs> oh, and then he goes, these are real, uh, silver. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. <laughs> See, this is where we realize we want to be a Kevin McCauley, uh, Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, but 
but we're frank. <laughs> this is <laughs> what true. we resonate with now. Hold <laughs> <laughs> up, please. I'll take I a do, free, I mean, free trip to Paris any day. <laughs> where I get my car service, they have pie and cookies and popcorn. Pfft. Sir, did you need to work on your car today? Nope. Just here for, you know, please, you know. All you the free stuff. All the free stuff. I'm Frank, you had it right, man. It's Frank, true. Uncle Eddie, they, yeah, you it's know. It's very true. We all yeah. thought they were crazy, but now that we're old, they were right. <laughs> it's true. We see. We see it eventually. But it is like that pivot from, look what you did, you little jerk, to his entire family staring him down. Yeah. That, like as the camera went and they're all looking at him and just publicly shaming him yeah. all i can say is now as an adult i'm like which adult decided to put all the passports and all the tickets on a main kitchen island surrounded by beverages and food yeah. that is who is to blame for this like and it doesn't the make any sense don't teach us anything i now like move things away from the corner i oh, move yeah. harper's drink away from mail you mm-hmm. know like or we don't put the mail into it's like that Pepsi bottle spilling everywhere at yeah. two liter. It's just like, no, that's why you keep drinks separate from your work stuff. And that's that. It's like, thanks, Home Alone. You know, <laughs> now I will say I tried to recreate as a kid. I feel like everyone tried to recreate the scene with his younger brother, um, uh, Fuller, mm-hmm. where his face gets pushed in, in with the chair. Yeah. You know, it's folded over. Yeah. yeah. Like, did you and your sister have memories of trying to recreate that? Like, it just was such, such an iconic scene where he gets pinned like that. I never tried to recreate it, but I feel like to this day I have a fear that it will happen to me if I cross behind <laughs> somebody's <laughs> No, you're going to do that to someone when they go get the slice you want. You're going to just magically, <laughs> oh, sorry. Pin them there until I get there. all the pieces I want and then I'll let them loose. <laughs> I better check on Stacy. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, and, and then you're right. You get that scene. Everyone, this probably did happen to young David where, you know, you feel like the whole world, the whole room is looking at you. You mess up kevin go to your room you know and then you get the the the, the dialogue i wish my family you know would disappear and 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 i will as a parent this conversation now resonates resonates with me from from her character of like your window of tolerance your patience level things you shouldn't say in the moment but you're so frustrated and you're like you know you know i just wonder how she processes that and then you know it's just interesting what i thought of as kevin saying his lines to her and now I think of as a parent but yeah no that makes sense because like I I feel like she that was a moment but I still remember uh, like it was a vivid memory from when I was a kid of when Kevin calls her I'm already up here you dummy (laughs) like he calls his mom a dummy yeah never never still never never never. (laughs) yeah It's just like, holy smokes. Like when I watched it as a kid, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like Kevin's <laughs> about to die. <laughs> but yeah, the, that exchange where he starts going up the stairs and he's trying to act like the tough guy still. Yeah. And she gives him a, like the, the venom back. Like, yeah. Uh, but she goes the third floor. Mm. It's scary up there. Yeah. yeah. He does have his little, I'm already up here, dummy. Yeah. The next flight. And, you know, it's like, no, no, no. I got the last word. And then, you know, but there is some like give and take there. Cause I think he's like, Fuller, what's the bed? Uh, well, we'll make him sleep somewhere else. And he's like, I'm sorry. It's too late. You know, you know, go to bed. I never caught though in this movie um, where the alarm in the second one, he unplugs the dad unplugs something and the alarm turns off. The clock's oh. reset. Do you remember yeah. in this one why they overslept or did they just oversleep? 
Oh, I think the alarm clock, ha- something had to have happened to it. I know that the phone lines got knocked out. That's what it was. Yeah. The power reset. The power, okay. Yeah. Because okay. in the second one, we watched these kind of back to back. Yes. He pulls the alarm clock out to get, um, to charge something. And that's another scene that has stayed with me. Like I'm thinking of this movie. I check my alarms, Constantly. especially before. Big, I mean, this movie burn in our brains for traveling the next day of to wake up early and get going yeah. because the frantic rushing around with that amazing music and the fast forwarded scene of them going up and down the stairs yeah ah, we slept in and just like and i think that's like that's like hughes movie magic oh absolutely you know he did that incredible um yeah but that has stayed with us as kids on all our trips of like don't do that yeah a thousand don't percent do that. to to this day i because i have it set up in my in my phone that i have a recurring monday through friday to with the time to wake up and even the time to clock out like i have like my whole work day is regimented like that but i will still chronically check that daily to make yeah. sure it's a still an active alarm like it's yeah. so crazy that it's like uh, it, it's weird that back in the day your alarm was just that appliance on your end table and yeah. now you carry it with you and you still have the fear that you're going to miss an important time it's well, nuts and if the power turns off I, I because of this movie I reset the oven timer mm. I reset the other timers that won't auto change like your phone will yeah. because of this movie mm-hmm. just seeing the 12 flash I yeah. had an alarm clock like that when it reset and, or, or when it turned off and you had to manually you know mm-hmm. it's just crazy what we I sound like the old man now again. What we had to do. <laughs> now I'm like our parents when they said we walked uphill both uh, to and from school. In snow, both ways. Foot, yeah. We had to set our alarm clocks <laughs> manually with our fingers. You had there to was use your no hands? Hey Google. That's <laughs> the alarm. It's like a baby's toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it um, um I do feel like you get some back to back things here where yeah, the the rushing to the the airport the to this day like i like it's just like i i when i walk down a terminal like and i don't fly a lot so like last year was the last time i flew to go visit david but when i was walking through the terminals of both airports that i had to take to get there I wanted to run. <laughs> I yeah. wanted to just sprint and I wanted to play in my airpods. I wanted to play the 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 music from this. Yeah. Like it's just airport uh, like I remember cuz we didn't do I didn't fly at all until I was in college. So yeah. as a kid I didn't know what an airport really was. So to be exposed to it for the first time in this movie uh in such a grand way compared to like planes trains and automobiles at the airport boring so boring not whimsical yeah. not cool earnest same yeah remember those airport scenes back this was like as a kid it made it f- exciting oh yeah to you see know? like 30 people just sprinting and then they make it on time and you're just like they feel like everything's good everything's right. fine and somehow Catherine o'hara's mama bear intuition does not kick in until yeah, she's like sense isn't there 90 percent on the almost to paris it finally <laughs> kicks in <laughs> <laughs> but it is this made me view airports in such a whimsical way when I was a little kid. Yeah, I mean, even pre 9/11 when things change and and timings of airports that wouldn't you had to get to your flight and that. I mean, this is where you could have um my mom like come into the podcast and and she'll totally agree. If we had a flight on Wednesday, mm-hmm. we were at the airport on Tuesday. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we were early and yeah. never ever had this and I'm now the same way. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be there sitting and waiting yeah. than ru- having to rush to an airport because uh, this movie made us never want to make that take yeah. that chance. 
you know so yeah i'd rather i'd rather be early but yes it was very dun, 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 you know just very yeah. thrilling that music and that scene and there you and go right, that's writing another check to a composer right there yeah <laughs> he's just racking up money <laughs> off our podcast <laughs> no, auto tune no rhythm uh <laughs> you know and and then you get what i would deem from from oh i want to call it the dream but again, only for an extent, a certain time, mm-hmm. you're home alone. Yeah. And you get to do everything you want to do. I made my family disappear. And then that only Macaulay Culkin way. Yeah. I made my, and his hair's all ruffled, bedhead, yeah. and his in his jammies. And, you know, I made my family disappear. And every one of us, we talk about this and wanted to be John Connor. Yeah. Uh, and wanted, or wanting to be the kid um, from Last Action Hero. My, he Macaulay Culkin did it so commanding mm-hmm. that we wanted to be him, but also like he he was like on another level too. Oh, for sure. You know, you know, he had that weird way of uh, being. You you wanted to be in his shoes, but also still watch him do this stuff. A thousand percent. Yeah. Well, and I this is one of those moments I didn't realize as a kid, but watching it as an adult, it as it goes from. <laughs> This only happens with a little boy who would be home alone. That it goes quickly from just jumping, innocently jumping on the bed, yeah, to then running around the house, just free love and having a good time. <laughs> Again, then, John Hughes with the yeah, hands and the motion, yeah, so good. And then it quickly escalates to finding Playboys, finding firecrackers, and then finding a BB gun. <laughs> and, <then the> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like if this was, you know, little Cassie McAllister as opposed to Kevin McAllister. <laughs> She would have responsibly called the police and the she movie would have, have promptly ended. And called a neighbor and been like, my family's not here. Uh, only a little boy would descend into world or Lord of the Flies sort of territory yep. of just like, he just so quickly escalated to dangerous levels. Like, it's just uh, nuts. Yeah. I, I know, Joe, like, that's the first thing, too. I think everyone would have to say that the first thing you would do is jump on your parents' bed. Oh, absolutely. They're not home. Yeah. And it's probably got the, it's the biggest bed in the house. That's yeah. the one you jump on and you can never do it when they're home and i i guarantee you young david would have also um <laughs> yeah we made fun of uh of, of our good buddy paul for turkey skin uh but okay now i'm getting my own moment but i would have found likes of baby oil <laughs> oiled myself up and cut my dress socks and pretended i was the rock like i used to cut my dress socks and put them on his arm beds. i would have totally pretended i was a wrestler oh, because you could do all the moves and, yeah. and not have to worry about your mom yelling uh, uh that you're jumping on the bed like that that is the thing but i know in my head i was like yeah but i'd also have to pretend i was a wrestler on the bed um and, and that's what i did i didn't but, quite know where young david was going with the baby oil <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like like, turning the volume down. (laughs) Um, No, I, I, yeah, that was the the gold standard, though. I think you start on the jumping on the bed, then yes, going into your older siblings' room, stealing because that was also the keep out zone. Oh, you know, a thousand percent, never, you know. Um, I, I love. Just the innocence, like the Playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no one with clothes anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I just think that's just incredible. And I think we all would have been in the same, same boat. Like, yeah, whatever. You know. And then fireworks. I'm going to save these for later, you know. And, uh, and what I love, you talk about the shooting guns, all that. Then he did what I think we would all do too. You're hungry. 
Mm-hmm. You've you've worked up some energy, you know. And as he says, "I'm eating junk. I'm watching rubbish," you know. <laughs> Somebody, bit, Buzz, you better come out and pound me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, if this was Cassie McAllister, uh, yeah, it's a five minute movie. <laughs> yelling at nobody. <laughs> like, does he just think they're gonna, you know, magically appear? But I do love too. Like he does. Uh, this was something we kind of glossed over, but he he's still checking the house and checking for his family, and he we get that scene that. I won't lie. I didn't have I didn't have a basement. Mm. We had a downstairs level of the house that was scary at night. Like yeah. anytime you were upstairs and all the lights were off, to go back downstairs was terrifying. Yeah. Never had a basement. I have a basement now. Yeah. And I totally resonate with how creepy it is, especially if it's unfinished and you have that yes. furnace type. and that furnace was out of nightmare fuel. It was. But yeah. I I was the same way. I grew up in a house that was over 100 years old. Yeah. It originally, when we moved in, had a coal-burning furnace, which Ew. is approximately the size of a spaceship. Like, it's yeah. humongous. It's just gross and gritty. And we had, like, part of, parts of our basement was dirt floor. Like, I mean, oh. it's a 100-year-old house. And there were, like, the staircase down to the basement actually had, like, the large beams weren't, like, lumber. It was literally a tree trunk with the Ew. bark missing. Like, you could see the knots and the bumps, you could tell it was like a tree trunk. And so anytime my mom, because our washer and dryer was down there, mm-hmm. anytime I went down there to grab something, it was like, shut your eyes for as long as you can. Quickly yeah. open them to grab what you need and shut them and run back up that staircase. Yeah, like, and don't look back. No, yeah. Don't you look, look back, back that's when you're taken. Yeah, the boogeyman's right <laughs> Yeah, don't look back because that's when you're taken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I my basement was horrifying. So Kevin's, Kevin's when it was when I was a kid, it was horrifying, especially that furnace and the way it kind of talked, like was was creepy. But watching it as an adult, it's not really that dark or creepy of a basement. Like, but it's well lit. Yeah, Yeah, it was very well organized. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. I was like, oh. But, you know, what I'd like to think about, too, is when I we talk about everything he did from from after checking to see if his family where they were. Oh, oh, and that was that was great because the garage was still open. So he's like, the cars are still here. Yeah. You know, not realizing. Well, he didn't he probably didn't know there was going to be a van service to take 30 people mm-hmm. to the airport. But, you know, he's like there. So I guess maybe if Cassie saw that, maybe Cassie would be like, well, they are here somewhere. I don't know. I think Cassie would have just would have stayed outside and went better. next door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. Could you imagine him doing the jumping on the bed, doing the the shooting in the older brother's room, the junk and rubbish? Like you have to imagine that's all within a span of like ten minutes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we, you know, we were just our our brains as young, you know, young young people were just like on to the next, on to the next, on to yeah, the next, on to the next. True. You know, and then he it was he was like ready for for a nap. But you know, the marsh. That's another scene that as a kid. I mean, the sales of huge marshmallows. I don't even think I knew they existed. Yeah. You know, just mini marshmallows or regular marshmallows. I mean, these things are huge. Then the bowl, the ice cream, the chocolate syrup, and just, you know, the way that counter looked. But like, that was the dream. Yeah. Making your bowl of ice cream look like that. That was all all Kevin. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then for him to, while he's eating that, to watch a gangster film, which now that, that I think Filthy about Angels? it, yeah, something Filthy Angels. Now I feel like it would have been so much funnier if he was watching Goodfellas. <laughs> like, this is in the same year and Joe Pesci shows up on the screen. Like that would have been so much funnier. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, that, the Filthy Angels, they, they made, it was a movie yeah. within a movie. When yeah. I was a kid, 
I thought that that was probably a gangster movie my grandpa watched. Yeah, yeah, real thing. I was, yeah, I thought it was a real thing. Um, and I also, that guy, you know, I'll give you the count of 10. Like, he scared the crap out of me. He was oh, a terrifying. terrifying guy. And yeah. just the shooting. Yeah, and that's where I love the, the then we're a kid again with him because you're like, I'm the man of the house. I'm, I'm, I've got the place to myself. Blah, blah. And then it's like, oh. He covers yeah, and cries to his mom. Mom. Yeah. 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 And within a 10 minute span, yeah. it very quickly changes to the magic <laughs> is over. Where's yeah. my family? You know? And I was thinking, was there a movie like that for us as kids where, yeah, we get to do this. Oh, I'm really cool. I'm watching it with like my grandpa or I'm watching it by myself. I'm, I'm going to, and then, you know, and I was thinking maybe, and then you get scared and I was like, maybe that was the crow or maybe it was Terminator, you know, yeah. where there gets a really intense moment and you're like, uh, the the comforting person you had when you watched that movie. Well, I don't know if he was ever allowed to watch Filthy Angels with anyone, but <laughs> you know. But I was like, I, but I I do think it may, the Crow is really dark. Oh, so I absolutely. think maybe it was the Crow that did yeah. that for me. But do you have a movie like that that you watched that you thought you were ready to, and then he quickly yelled out, "Mom." I I feel like it wasn't one that I watched by myself, but I watched it with my grandpa. It was Jaws. <laughs> like Jaws. Oh was, gosh. I yeah, feel like I knew very quickly that I'm just like, oh god, that I bought like. It was, I, I bought in because I was just like, you know, my grandpa wants to watch this. He likes sharks. So I should like sharks too. And I'm just like, Jesus, like I went from like, <laughs> like I still to this day. Yeah. I'm terrified. I go, I don't go past my ankles in the water. Like I'm just, it, even in a lake, a freshwater yeah. lake, I won't like, I won't put my feet into. It's terrifying. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Jaws is a great one. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know, don't watch and, and affected me with water as well. And even till now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I'm with you 100%. Well, you know? I, I feel like it then, because didn't it go from his, like Kevin being scared and crying out to his mom that it's like almost right after that he's already got a sled on the yeah. top of the staircase and is trying to line it up with the door. And I'm going to pull out my NASA rocket science math here as well. Watching it as an adult, he wouldn't have made that angle. <laughs> that door was not lined up with the staircase. It totally shifts, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's 45 degrees off of that staircase. He he would have smacked right into the wall. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, uh. But as a kid, that scene is one of the most, like, pinnacle. Like, every time I would go to somebody's place and they had a huge staircase like that, yeah. I would queue up Kevin McAllister shooting down out the out the door just like it was just that was such an iconic scene from this movie as a little kid it was amazing to me our staircase unfortunately went right into like a wall in a sense <laughs> so I couldn't have done it but I always wanted to do that and now yeah. they actually make slides you put on your stairs mm. and so I think that will be a, a gift from Santa uh, maybe this year or next because it nice. just, I mean, watching this movie back, it's like, God, it'd be, it'd be cool to provide that kind of fun for for uh, my girls and, and for me. I want to try it, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you'd always think, oh, I want to sled down the stairs, you know, and then, whoa, you know, he had, yeah, Mac, uh, Macaulay Culkin had just such great, like, it, he makes it look to you genuinely thought it made it look like he was having fun yes um, being a, yeah. they were like hey kev just, or McCall, just go be a kid yeah and have fun with this you know you're not going to get hurt and all of that and and it, he made these these just great moments uh, that we we all wanted to try and do you know I but couldn't, that, yeah you're right i couldn't even comprehend being a young macaulay culkin on this set with people like john hughes and yeah uh, 
uh, and even with like Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, it had to be so much fun. Like yeah. just an absolute wild ride. Like, and same with Eddie Furlong as John Connor. I couldn't imagine having those memories. Like it would be right. so cool. What's wild is the this movie with you piece piece it together. I do wonder, in the sense of scenes, they they all are shot separately in a sense. Yeah, because the parents are on a plane. Kev's in the house by himself. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, they all don't really they don't come together until later. Yeah, I do wonder how much they all got to talk to each other, or That's if Joe a good Pesci point. gave any like tips for acting to Macaulay Culkin. I just love to hear about their relationship. You know, we learned a little bit about uh, in the behind the scenes, the making of the movie of how they were made about how Daniel Stern, I think was either passed over this or he was going to do something else. And that, you know, that we, we, uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara, Macaulay Culkin, Daniel Stern, Joe Pesci. I mean, there couldn't be anyone else to do these scenes, to do these characters, I should say. Well, especially because it was in the movies that made us. It was another actor that I can't remember his name, but was kind of just like a B, B-rated actor at the time. Was cast, I believe, as Marv, yeah, um, as Daniel Stern's role. And yeah, for him, and I, yeah, you're right. In that same interview, I think Daniel Stern thought, yeah, it, they passed me over. It's not going to happen. And then it did. And you can't, the chemistry between Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci yeah. is mind-blowing. And I think that it's it's a good pivot because I feel like right after the staircase scene is when we are introduced to the swerve of, yeah. wait, that's the police officer from the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. he's a burglar? Like, I remember as a kid being like, oh, no. He was inside the house. He knows that. Like he knows everything. You told him everything. Yeah. Um, so to and then the gold tooth, and all of that. And it's just like they so quickly established that like that hair because yeah, Harry is Joe Pesci, right? I feel like yeah. sometimes I blend them. So Harry is clearly the brains of the yeah. operation. <laughs> Marv, not so much. <laughs> like he's he's not the. Marv's he doesn't know NASA like, science like I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marv's all about like the legacy of them, like, oh, we're gonna be the wet bandits or later on the sticky. He's about the small cons. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I do think that that having Daniel Stern be Marv well, I don't know. I'm just saying to to think of Joe Pesci as who he was in all the other movies, like it's hard it's just hard for me to imagine him like being this guy. But mm-hmm. they really is so much like vulnerability and give and take of like I'm gonna make fun of myself and it's yeah. all good and it like I mean Joe Pesci's hilarious and everything he does in in this movie and all the pranks that happen to him I mean this is this is mafia dude this is Joe Pesci you know you don't mess <laughs> with this guy but he made it so believable that yeah they're um what do they call themselves uh cat burglars you know like and and they're in messing with toys and and all this and that and they they go this is the house this is the house the silver tuna (laughs) 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 which i didn't understand as a kid i didn't understand what he was saying because the way he said he's like that's it mark that's the silver tuna (laughs) like (laughs) it's like such a gangster description (laughs) that's a silver tuna um but it uh they did and what's interesting is we're used to doing episodes where it's like you're afraid of the villains. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of of Harry and Marv. Not until the end. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it pivots real quick. Um but the like I they did a good job making them comedic but also making you 
be afraid that it's just like, oh, Kevin, you need to protect the house from these yeah. guys. Nobody else is going to help you. Um, and I think it just goes to back to like John Hughes and Chris Columbus for casting people that you're not, as a kid, you're not terrified of. You, you're They're the punchlines. They're yeah. the slapstick people that are going to get hurt later. We're just waiting for the South Bend Shovel Slayer to come and murder everyone. Like, it's that's true. who I'm still afraid of. Not, Credits roll. Not Marvin Harry. It's true. Yeah, he was He was the he was the T-1000 in this movie when I was a kid. He totally was. And we do get that great moment where um, I think it's it's when Marvin Harry, you know, ring the doorbell and and, and he... Oh, no, it's it, uh, Macaulay Culkin sees, like, their silhouettes outside the window mm-hmm. and he runs upstairs and he hides and, and then, you know, they, they realize... Kevin's gone and Catherine Hara calls the police and like, man, we'll, we'll send someone over. But you know, they're bouncing her back and forth. And, and, uh, my wife, know. when we watched that the other day, she's like, why aren't they more concerned? <laughs> like, it's a bounce back and forth I between like, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, she's I like, too. And, and, and then Catherine Hara's like, pick up, pick up, pick up, you know? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, hi ma'am. It's you again. Yeah. But the, I, I just wrote in my notes, like that's how, uh, and this is where you could have my mom come back in on the podcast. Cause I am now probably saying things she probably said for 30 years when I never answered the phone. Mm. I am now going to be like that when I call Harper. Pick up! Pick up! You know? (laughs) (laughs) She does that just so well. Um, I feel like I need to do that on a phone call for work just to like put, not put the phone down enough just to be like, Hyper on two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, ma'am. You again. It's just so great. Um, And he's got, I don't know if you ever noticed, a triple stack of donuts to his left, you know? Well, Um, then when the crumb falls and sticks to the phone receiver... And his his name is Sergeant Balzac as yeah. well. Balzac. <laughs> <laughs> Just great little fun humor. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for us kids, he, you know, the cops go over ring the doorbell and it scares me more. But then he's he's under there and he's like, I'm not, uh, what, you know, basically have that re- reveal. I'm not afraid. I'm yeah. not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> okay. And he goes outside. I'm not afraid. You know, it's just a yep. really great move. And then he sees the, the shovel slayer. <laughs> <laughs> and only his the way he screamed like that and just ran back in the house and under, yeah. you know, back on the bed. It's just iconic. And again, it's just like old man Marley, man. It's just like, check your face. Like, why are you in the broad daylight? <laughs> in like, front of their glare, house. Yeah, glaring. I know it's putting salt down, but like <laughs> It's almost like there's a there's a great um, meme going around with Michael Myers, not Austin Powers, but from <laughs> Halloween, where when the when the person he's chasing like isn't looking, you see Michael Myers get like on a bike and get faster or take a car to catch up to this person because he very slow walks everywhere. Yes. It's like yeah. how does he catch up? But you just wonder if if. Well, he, the South Bend Shovel Slayer, speaking out the window, waiting for people to come outside. <laughs> and true. then when he sees someone, let's go build a snowman. You see him get his shovel and go outside. <laughs> Time to terrorize. You know, like, how is he always outside? Yeah. Just shoveling salt. Well, and especially it's like, how is he outside this whole entire time? And he never spots Harry and Marv. Like, he never sees what they're doing to the entire neighborhood. Yeah, he's not that observant. He's not too good. busy terrorizing Kevin. <laughs> like no, a, no neighborhood watch yeah, yeah. for him. But, you know, just such a great... The, the, there's three other iconic moments of the way he screams, right? And, of course, the two other are the aftershave. And, mm-hmm. again, I don't know what kid didn't try and do that. Yeah. 
yeah and, and feel that burn and aftershave does suck like it hurts it, yeah. it burns bad so like mm-hmm. on a, and on his little fresh little face yeah i mean you know well and i think it was something that um i can't remember if it was an interview with john it might have been john hughes or it might have been chris columbus as the director that he tried to tell kevin what to do that you put it on your hands or and oh. that you tap your face or tell macaulay that and that he was supposed to tap his face and then put his hands down and scream. And he didn't understand after he saved his kid, so he kept them there. And that became huge. Yeah. Like that's when you when anybody references home alone, I feel like you could go to the Philippines. You could go halfway across the planet. Yeah. And people will go, ah, like that's the first thing they'll do. Like a and- thousand percent. And, and not only did he make that scene, the, I, I, young David would then get ready like that too. Yeah. Towel wrapped around, no shirt, comb in your hair, um, you know, the singing. Yeah. And that slap on the face again. But he made getting, uh, sound like an old man here, but making like hygiene yeah. cool. It, yeah. It, it, I'm glad that you said that because I had a question that I was going to ask in my notes that I'm like, does old David, not young David, does he still get ready in the mirror and proclaim himself in a monologue that is just like, I, you know, I washed my hair, I brush my teeth, and I got all the important crevices. <laughs> Do you go through no. the same thing to yourself? <laughs> young David's happy just to, after getting his kids ready for bed, to just to go down on the couch and like light himself on fire. I don't care anymore. Mine is now I'm Catherine O'Hare, like, but how she says pick up, I'm like, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. <laughs> with my children so no but now i will maybe show with harper that and be like see getting ready is cool yeah. you know <laughs> yeah uh, it's, he just made it seem you know i remember him combing his hair the way he did and mm-hmm. and, and and it was just and singing it, in the comb like he yeah. used the comb as a microphone yeah we, we talk about steve martin chevy chase even tim allen getting their little dude this whole movie is like a vehicle for him a, a young actor to yeah. have his snl kind of moments yeah and and he i mean i I, as a child actors go right sometimes they get knocked on and it's like oh they're terrible not not you young anakin right eric (laughs) Uh, yeah he's jake lloyd's a hero i can't take it back it's recorded forever in podcast history (laughs) macaulay colgan as kevin McAllister, i just think beyond within all the fun and amazing moments man alive he just made every scene he kind of just commanded your yes you know because it it makes you realize now with it being such an iconic film that's from three over three decades ago that like if this quickly if you cast the wrong little kid would have bombed yeah which the rest of them did i mean yeah you you could have kept every single one of all of the other adult iconic actors if there wasn't macaulay culkin as kevin McAllister. It yeah. wouldn't, this wouldn't have existed. Um, and every, I feel like every single time I say Macaulay Culkin, it reminds me of my grandpa. He would call Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Cluckin. Um, and I feel like he knew what it was, but it sounded funny. But he was like, so I, every, every time I hear Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> that Macaulay needs to do. Ric Flair does his woo wings. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, I know you're, you're doing fine. You know, you've kind of reinvented yourself and it is back. But yeah, if you want to do Macaulay, yeah, have your yeah, own You could take on Chick-fil-A with Macaulay Cluckins. <laughs> that's great but i I do feel like we got um from from this point on i feel like it does pivot into showing the uh, ingenuity is that the word of kevin 
Um, oh yeah well that's what i was thinking if they did do this restaurant what if it was themed what if there was like this fun house where before you got to order your food you walked in on shells of ornaments or <laughs> got shot idea? in the in the in the balls balzac <laughs> <laughs> you got know, shot in the sergeant the, balzac the glue of of a uh, paper and then the feathers on, that'd be great with the it chicken be, actually yeah why are you dressed like a chicken it's macaulay cluckins and why. then only one person working there there's no other staff no i'm here alone on. There's so many things you that could be dead. We need to present this business plan to Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh man, that's, that's so awesome. Good. Yeah, you know, you're you're right though. He does have to kind of become an adult. You know, he. I love how he steals Buzz's life savings, which is like four dollars. But yeah. he, you know, that's another scene that I remember him climbing up the shelves, mm. and, and you know those. He was not a NASA uh, scientist, scientist like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's climbing up on the middle and, you know, and then they all fall through. It's just another scene that I never recreated, but it was a thing to avoid and to not do. Yeah. yeah, he grabs all that, that all that money. Uh, see, that's like young David right there. All that money. <laughs> that huge stack. <laughs> because it really worked on us like that. It's like, yeah, that, he's got cash, you yeah. know. And this is where... I put you in my notes here because <laughs> I, I like to think of what characters we are in some of these things that we do, like a grumpy old man, who's who, and this yeah. and that. You are, <laughs> you are Kevin McAllister. I can just see young Eric going up. Is this toothbrush approved? <laughs> the American <laughs> Dental, American Dental Association. <laughs> like that, I was like, I think he would do that. Would you do that? <laughs> I do. With your karate belt on. Absolutely. And just being ready to. Uh, <laughs> it's true. I wouldn't need any of these traps in this house. I would have taken on Harry and Marv hand to hand combat. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> no, I do. I feel like there's a lot of things in this that when I was a kid, I did think I could totally do that. Like I yeah. could, yeah, I could say those things. I could be more adult than I actually was. Like I, I, I had that view as young Eric, even though but, I might've been very naive. <laughs> but you're getting the toothbrush and I'm next to you getting the, that gel like candy that came in a toothpaste <laughs> bottle that was just all gel and cut sugar. I'm like, oh, but I got our toothpaste, <laughs> you know, so I will give you the, you're this, but I'm also the other side of like, yeah, you know, <laughs> but I was like, gosh, that's Eric, you know, saying that I loved, I love that scene though, because it is like, and, and, you know, again, you've got the South Bend Shaw Slayer putting his hand on the yeah well first off he comes in with his boots and yeah. the music changes mm -hmm. and then he walks very slowly i mean he shouldn't even be allowed in public you know <laughs> no. like you know but then his hand is all wrapped and it's bloody and he sets it down and every kid that would have done the same thing just that look up like and that breath yeah. that kevin did you know just slowly the, back away don't turn like, your back yeah yeah just and then yeah, well, sorry, and then, you have to pay for that yeah like and yeah. then I feel like this is where it gets in your territory that he stole in broad daylight. It wasn't a wrestling figure. It was a toothbrush. What a boring thing to steal. Kevin, come on, man. Up your uh, game, man. Shoot bigger, you know. This should have been a Ric Flair action figure. What are you doing? <laughs> but he's walking home and he's like, he's still holding and he goes, what does he say? He's like, I'm a common criminal now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I love that, you know. And this was another scene as he's running and, and the ice ice rink scene I have here in my notes that he has this little smirk 
like he's he's genuinely having fun. Yeah, when he slides they, underneath the legs of the yeah, skaters. Yeah, and it's like they let him like, dude, just go have fun with this. Yeah. And you know, that's like the longest slide ever. If you want to talk about physics, how the how he would not have made it out the door. <laughs> that's true. It's not going to slide all the way on that ice rink. But I, I love how, you know, as a kid, it's meant to be longer than it is. But yeah, you know, he he got to have fun with that. And I never in my life, no offense to that cop, would have believed he was ever going to catch him. No, he was a big guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, especially to drop a, like he was giving somebody a moving, a speeding ticket. And to immediately <laughs> then pivot towards like an eight-year-old kid who has what? In 1990, a toothbrush was probably like 65 cents. Like yeah. it's probably S- 75 nothing. cents if it's approved by the American. That's uh, true. You got to get pay for that premium. <laughs> How do they not know? How do they not know it's not approved? What kind of business is this? <laughs> but yeah, it um, that is one of those scenes that you can see that, yeah, he's having he's having a really fun, a fun time because, it, I mean, it really probably was Macaulay being just pulled on a dolly with yeah, like a, yeah. a crew an adult guy in front of them just like <laughs> you know pulling a cable uh, and then going under people's legs like that's got to be just so much so much yeah. fun i couldn't even imagine that these are when you describe it that way that's that's hilarious these are moments where i don't want to know how it's done like yeah. you know when you see someone on instagram and they're in the water and the waves but then you get the other angle of the person having to take a million photographs yeah. or make yeah. it look really good you know being that guy who has to pull this kid across an ice rink <laughs> it just it almost seems like a workout with ropes you know yeah. pulling a sled <laughs> it, it's just it's just comical but you gotta love the way john hughes did this movie magic and it, and it made it seem larger than life yeah just some simple scenes though but yeah man alive it made every kid in us want to do those scenes absolutely um and this is the next one for sure i never did it i did some prank calls and and i had a furby <laughs> that i would use to prank call people nice so edgy so <laughs> edgy um, <laughs> um but the little nero pizza ordering Yes. And the way he used the movie mm-hmm. to do that. I actually die He's an every expert time. expert fast oh, forwarder, pauser. Like he was great with that. He's got your skills. He's <laughs> yes. got your editing skills to be able to <laughs> click and stop that fast with VCR. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. But the I spit take burst out laughing every time when he plays that first line. And when you think of the scene of the pizza where he's like, I'm here with your pizza, sir. It's little Nero's. Yeah. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I know that's the movie line, but I die every time. It's almost like when in Grumpy Old Men, he's sitting in the chair and the weatherman saying, it's going to be cold, cold, cold. And he's like, oh, shut up. you!" <laughs> I just, I just, it's so like out of nowhere that yeah. I just die, die laughing. But then he uses, you know, um, take the change, you filthy animal. And again, now filthy animal. As as oh yeah, you know, the geeks know with with our holiday cards coming out and everything like just an I- iconic line yeah you know from mm-hmm. from that scene right there as well. But did you ever do something like this where you you know had pranked someone or got something and and you know something like this? I did do prank calls. I feel like I, prank calls were probably like a solid like <laughs> decade of my childhood. I feel like it lasted all the way into high school. Um, and I feel like there was like a TV show that came out when I was older called Crank Yankers that was all oh, yeah. about like prank calling people. Um, so that, that became huge. I never pranked anybody like that in person. The closest okay. thing you do is you'd run up, you knock on somebody's door and you'd run away. 
Like that's yeah. all you would do to somebody's house. I, I would um, do that, and I'd leave a Furby at each doorstep. Just, <laughs> that's your calling just, card. That's my calling card. Yeah, that's an expensive I'm the Furby bandit. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, so then, what I was going to talk to you about is the the earrings lady. Because we've done a big holiday pod, some holiday pods. Okay. This is Mrs. Santos. <laughs> Mrs. Santos. Santos. Yeah. I love in this multiverse of 90s movies, they all somehow come back to each yeah. other yeah. in different, you know, different ways. But, you know, and then her husband mm-hmm. is in another movie that we, yeah. we we both love with the devil, the Polka King himself. Yes. Yeah. In this movie as well. And, you know, just uh, drooling on Neil Page's <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> this man is always flying somewhere. Yes. He's in an airport again. Maybe he's, he's been also, typecast he's a, to be a traveler. Yeah. <laughs> he's all, maybe he's also a shower curtain ring salesman. Who knows? <laughs> but it was, well, it was funny. She to wouldn't see need dangly together. earrings. She'd have her. Oh, that's true. She's got she'd, some, well, maybe they are shower. She's got some dangly earrings. Yeah. Like the way she, she has her Daryl strawberry limited edition autographed ones at home. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> a whole shoe box full of them. <laughs> She's got a whole shoe box full of them. And then you get Catherine Hare going, I'm desperate from a mother to a yeah. mother. You know, I mean, this is, it's just, it's really great. And, and she gets to, they're like, oh, Ed, and she does travel. And um, I just love that, that moment as a kid. Just throw it, but it just shows the power of of Catherine O'Hara and the way she she's she's her own uh, major major player. Yeah, uh, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a good it's a good point. Like I I, I think that um, I think as much as Harry and Marv were showing the urgency and the danger of Kevin being home alone, yeah, it it I feel like it hit home much harder with the desperation of Catherine O'Hara. Like. Yeah. That her her needing to and pleading with people and giving away even is that a Rolex? Do you think it is? <laughs> but see, this is where you need the polka king to come in and go. It's a Casio. I've got a Casio. See, the multiverse exists it in does. this world, man. It all, just, in, you know. in all in John Hughes's multiverse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's he has what we so need. much overlap. Yeah, he's built a twenty-four phase already. We oh just need God. Endgame now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd have to uh, d- digitally uh, have digital John Candy, but yeah, I'll take and it, digital you know. John Hughes. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we kind of get back to Kevin and I never, they made this show on Netflix of they, they like film these little kids going to the store by themselves and they have to like cross traffic. And oh, it's a Japanese show. Yeah. yeah. It's a Japanese show. And they're like two, three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Go I walking like my daughter three go miles. outside by herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then we have him going grocery shopping and yeah. the, just the things he buys, and of course, young David cared about the army men, you yeah. know, it's and for the just kids. With, it's for, for the, the kids, kids. <laughs> you know. Oh, I've got a coupon for that. I showed you know this uh, to some of my students, and I'm like, gosh, this is their life lessons, you know. He's using coupons. Yeah. He got eggs, milk, and fabric softener, <laughs> you know. And I tell my students, buy eggs and milk. You can use eggs for everything. They're cheaper. Yeah. You're gonna need milk. Non-surgeon. I was like, this is this is life lessons in this movie mm-hmm. um but i and then stranger danger mm-hmm. well, where's, where's your mom where's your dad where's your i can't tell you that why not yeah because you're a stranger yeah i mean young david just sort of repeat this stuff throughout yeah. to nobody well and i feel like iconic. he said it at, when i watch it now as an adult and i feel like i sensed it as a kid too when because 
she's a younger cashier. She's probably yeah. like maybe like a teenager, early twenties or whatever. But when she's like, why, why won't you tell me that? And when he goes, you're a stranger, he yeah. says it in this confident, but slightly flirtatious way. I feel mm-hmm. like that he knows he's talking to a cuter, <laughs> older girl. He's just like, cause you're a stranger. <laughs> like, it's just like, it was very funny, but his confidence, I couldn't even imagine. Like yeah. I couldn't have gone up to a cashier in 1990 and had yeah. that level of confidence. Like it was so amazing as a kid. So I agree with you a thousand percent with that. Confidence is great. Bagging skills, not so much. Not so great. He, Double he, bag that kid. No, why is no one helping this kid? Well, they're probably <laughs> waiting for the dad who's in the car or the mom who's at work. Uh, but yeah, there's so many loopholes here. I do everyone. feel like whenever I've had, I've never had a bag completely blow out like that, but I've had a handle snap oh, the and then worst. it tips and falls out. And I do feel like I have that moment where it's you stare off into the distance at the John Hughes camera pointed at mm. you like, seriously, did yeah. that have to happen? You just <laughs> want to light yourself on fire. This day's <laughs> over. I give up. <laughs> I think David and I are going to need to have a uh, psychology session after this. <laughs> <laughs> and we were never left home alone. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so I tried a timeline of some of the other of their other moments because I do remember I think you called it the ingenuity of him being able to, um, you know, he realizes with the gold tooth scene, um, who, who he's not really the police chief and all that, but so he's got to save his house. Something I always remember though, was the way he used those cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Um, you know, making it look like the family was home. Brilliant. So I tell this story because I had, I told that with the John Candy story about how the guy was like, Oh, they're in home alone. Uh, one of my students, when this scene happened, said, oh, that that's LeBron James. <laughs> and I fell immediately way old. I was like, yeah, no, seriously. 30 years nope. before that, that's Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. But that's something I always wanted to try and do as a kid. Oh, make, yeah. Make the cutouts move like that or like when you're playing or have imaginary friends or something Macaulay Culkin Kevin McAllister made it like no you can have other people in the room and the way he's you know moving them to music and stuff like that it's like yeah it changed kind of how I wanted to play oh uh, for sure after seeing that I thought that well, was especially to incredible. see it convince adults like that yeah. was cool to watch it to be like the that oh well we'll come back tomorrow when they're not here like they were convinced and to see that as a kid you're like Holy smokes, like Kevin pulled it off. Like that that's yeah. amazing. And to get a callback to it kind of later in the sequel where he uses that clown in the shower and yeah. now and Uncle then you're Frank's like, audio. Yeah. Have these people never seen what a real person looks like? <laughs> Especially um, the clown. They've seen their own <laughs> shadow. Yeah. Just like <laughs> the proportions were way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you get the great kind of line of like, well, come back in the dark. Kids are scared of the dark. <laughs> You're afraid of the dark too, Marv. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, I'm not. We all are. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, just their chemistry, like you said it before, just just incredible. You know, and and we kind of are building to the final showdown, but I do love that he got to um, visit Santa, and Santa was done. Uh, Santa was heading back to the North Pole, but he like 
gave Kevin the time of day. And I really love, I actually put this, maybe this is me, you know, uh, sentimental here. I'm not going to cry in this part. But like, you know, he really was a good Santa to Kevin. And like, you know, Dude, put out a cigarette. look great. He, he put out a the... cigarette. No, he didn't look great. But he <laughs> gave, like stopped smoking a... really quick. Yeah, gave him a tic-tac instead of a candy My bar is pretty cane. low for Santa, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he quickly uh, tucked his beard back up. I am going to need a therapy <laughs> so where did it start for you? It was when I was three. No weenie whistle. <laughs> yeah, and they did another scene that young David remembers, and even to this day when I buy them, he changed how I look, how I view when Tic Tacs are put in your hand. Mm, yeah. You know, hold out your little paw. And then he just puts, he gave him his last three. The Santa is really good. Okay. He is Anakin Skywalker of Santa's. And I'm saying it now. (laughs) He's the Hayden. That that was probably Hayden Christensen in that Santa right there. You officially lost it. (laughs) (laughs) You officially lost it. Normally I a thousand percent agree with you. Not this time. (laughs) I've had too much eggnog. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then he got a ticket. I'm really all at this podcast is shifting to now this Santa. I do love how he goes, what does he say? What's next? Rabies shots for the Easter Bunny? <laughs> he's all in on this role. And that's what you need. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, he, 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 I did, th- I did think it was kind of heavy. Like, did you ever in your life where you saw Santa wish for something like that beyond a toy? I, w- I want my, fa- and the Santa is like, uh, do I need to call? cops or something <laughs> like this is odd i love how everyone hears this happens in so many of our holiday movies but the santa's never like oh i should do something about this no no <laughs> no like well, okay here's some tic tacs and bye but yeah. uh yeah did you ever wish santa for something non-toy like where maybe it freaked your parents out or something no, like that i was a very superficial materialistic kid it's like give me well, my your G. parents I never left you alone i guess <laughs> It's like, give me my G.I. Joes, give me my Ghostbuster stuff, give me my action figures. Like, yeah, there wasn't asking to reunite the family or world peace or anything of consequence. <laughs> I, I never did either, but I, I always thought it was funny that like, this is a heavy, oh, yeah, heavy ask. Yeah. Well, does, because from there, does, does he then go to the church? Very, yes. And that's what I had a next another question for you. Do you have memories of ever going to, well, I called it Midnight Mass in my notes, but it's not because um, it, it's it's like only seven because he yeah. hears them talking about their plans. Mm-hmm. We'll come back and that's where you get down afraid of the dark and all that. Oh, because he uses the movie again, which was great. Yeah. And Marv's like, someone got blown away in there. His name's Snakes. 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 He sounded like a snake. I don't know no snakes. Snakes. I've heard that name before. You know. Um, but yeah, so I have gone to a midnight mass before and we did go to Christmas service um every every year. But mm-hmm. we, we you know, there's we did go to church every Sunday as well. But yes, we were the Christmas service was magical, like in the movie and 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 the candles and the music and the, it just had a different glow about it. Um so when I saw this, it made going it really resonated with when we went to a Christmas service. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you have a memory like that where you sat, you know, in church next to the South Bend shovel slayer <laughs> and, <laughs> and finally saw eye to eye? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, no, I, I grew up in like a Baptist setting, so it's just like the most boring churches <laughs> inside. It wasn't marble pillars and like a full kids choir and the whimsy of the church in Home Alone. Um, so when I watched this as a kid, I'm like, 
churches look like like yeah what church looks like that like it was right. crazy that set the bar very high oh absolutely like the santa that i still love set the bar very <laughs> low yeah no i i agree with you like you just walked in and it was like wow yeah no well and yeah. i think it, it was there was something about um it going from the santa scene where he's like he's um wishing for his family to come back to yeah. then going in a church somberly and the whimsy of that I remember as a kid, it was quite a swerve with mm -hmm. old man Marley coming up. I was yeah. not expecting that. And what's so funny about this is like, it went completely over my head as a kid. His whole conversation about not seeing his son because they are at odds with each other. Watching it now, <laughs> this scene made me like a little misty. That oh, I was yeah. just like, wow, this is an underlying thing that as a kid you you know you don't even remotely it's not even on your radar that yeah. what he's talking about you're just being like oh yeah he's i'm surprised he's not an actual killer sort of thing right. but in this it's like to talk about his son and the that he's there at an odd hour because it's the only time he can see his granddaughter yeah. it's a really sad thing and then you give him a pass for having some crazy eyes, you right. know, and not maybe knowing how to interact Can with you kids see or your people. your granddaughter because you murdered 38 people <laughs> and you're salting the streets with their bodies? <laughs> I mean, it's a valid question. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's a really, really great moment um, that as a young David, yeah, totally, especially when I knew what was to come at the end of this movie. It's like, I just want to get to that, that part. Yeah. But it's a very much a... And 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 McCoy Cluckin held his own, <laughs> yeah, um, to, to to deliver these scenes because it was very much like as I watched the these when we're all, you know now Goodwill Hunting like mm -hmm. he goes oh great go ahead and live your life without ever knowing anyone again because he was like my wife's dead my wife's yeah. dead I'm never gonna as he's telling Matt Damon though find love you know right it's not over and he's very much in this scene like reconnect you're telling me all these things go, you, your life's not done yeah. go connect with your family a very very cool very cool moment and he sits there like yeah there's still time yes. you know yeah time for me and the holidays do bring out that a, a lot i feel and so it's just good good holiday movie magic right there um but then you do get i need i'm gonna this is my house i'm saving it no the, one you know the kinda, music shift and like you yeah kind of like in the burbs no yeah. one knocks an old man off my block and gets away with it i watch yeah. that movie <laughs> therapy starting now watch the burbs way too many times uh you know it's just incredible um that that that, that you get goosebumps like dun, 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 yeah. and like the the christmas canon you know it just just it hits you different um and he has to, you know he realizes there's a battle coming so he has to carbo load with his mac and cheese so well. he never got to eat never, not even a bite yeah uh, not so. even a bite you know <laughs> but it, it, you I, know. I do i picture this as the suit up scene this yes. is the this is arnold putting in the rocket <laughs> you know like this is arnold equipping himself that like to see him putting out the christmas ornaments like stringing all the different traps like it very much was like an action sequence that you're like oh no rifle Harriet. over the shoulder yeah. yeah 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 super super amazing but was a kid as a kid though did you feel like this was the movie 
Yes, I do. It's, it's really not long, and it's it's at ten. The it's like end. ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy to me that this felt like the whole movie, though. It did. Yeah, you know? I I agree with you. It, it, as a kid, this ten ten fifteen minutes was the entirety of the film, um, and I think you just have flashes of the sled down the stairs. The, the hands on the face, yeah. like and some like some of the other small scenes, but really it is this like the the crescendo of the movie. And I feel like even as an adult, you're just I still rewatching this. I'm like, this is where all the humor is. Yeah. This is it, where it is. If anyone's listening, you thought the episode was over. No, we've got another two hours. Now. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> well, this was something that like I I had thought to myself. I'm like, there are so many just slapstick hilarious things in here that I thought to myself, I'm like, can you even rank how bad the injuries are in this yeah. or rank how painful these booby traps must be? And as I listed everything off and I was telling my wife about it, she's just like, how in the world do you even judge which one's worse than yeah. the other ones? Cause like they would have died in like half of these <laughs> things. They would have died. <laughs> Yeah, it's his fun house. Yeah, the, I mean, I think of the flame on the head. Uh, yeah, you oh know, God. that's right. Scalp in the oh. sense of things. That's probably the worst. Yeah, uh, like a, a scalp. Like oh, I, I, even when I as I continue to lose my hair in my older years, <laughs> if I go out too long on a summer day, yeah, the next morning when I wash my sunburnt scalp, <laughs> I almost am brought to tears. <laughs> so it's like I couldn't imagine a blowtorch to the scalp. Like, and he. When we rewatched it, my wife is like, why does he stand there for so long? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But it's that, like, is something on fire? Oh, it's me <laughs> kind of moment, right? It's like, it's burning. So that, that when I think of when when Iron Man asked Jarvis, like, I need a report and it's like critical damage that that one gets you the 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 the, the falling down the stairs and slipping like that and the way they land that hurts too mm -hmm. I think the nail in the foot mm -hmm. the, Jeez, the paint cans the iron I mean they're all pretty bad but I would say the blow torch to the head would probably be the worst it, it's probably I, I was thinking it's probably almost a tie in my mind of blow torch to the head or the fire almost molten doorknob. Like to grab yeah. that doorknob. The backdraft doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Did he learn nothing from That's, Kurt Russell? <laughs> yeah. We all know well, now what that means. Like Well, and there is part of it because I after, still do it. <laughs> well, and after he does do you also because after he does that, he goes to open another doorknob and he like taps his hand on his tongue and then just is like, like he taps the next knob like he learned he learned his lesson very quickly <laughs> yeah and I, I, you know I, I also think the stepping on the ornaments oh you geez. know the least damaging but more to your self-esteem was yes. the paper and the feathers yeah that's yeah. just like this kid you yeah. know, it was for like, spite. Yeah. 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 Cause I think most of the ones, like you said, with the paint cans or the uh, iron to the face, you probably knock you unconscious. So you feel the pain later. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's a me moment for you. Unfortunately for you, <laughs> I will be the one hitting you with the crowbar. <laughs> the oh, tarantula. The crowbar to the sternum would be great. Marv. What's wrong? Marv, Marv, what are you doing? What are you doing, Marv? <laughs> That'll be me. Hold it over a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Well, then you he know. grabs it out to the thing. He's like, how do you like it? And just hits him like three or four times with it. 
the BB gun too, though, to the face and to the ball sack. I mean, that would also be pretty rough. So, it would be, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, there's there's just a lot of a lot of physical injury and kudos to the stuntmen oh, who yeah. took the falls and like that because that was another element of this in the movies that made us where they would like Chris Chris Columbus the director and uh, John Hughes would like sit there and they said that they would watch them fall and would everybody in the production crew would like mm. look away yeah. and would wait for the stuntman to say I'm good he's <laughs> like I'm still alive I'm fine <laughs> like it's some of those especially the ice falls on the staircases and in the front stoop right brutal and we realize that brutal. as we're old now because yeah. we know when you're a kid you finally get up like it was nothing but yeah we watch that as we are now and you're like yeah. that they're not coming back from that <laughs> no you just go to the next house and rob yes. them but uh, this is the this is the silver, silver tuna <laughs> So, I mean, inc- incredible just uh, all the pranks he pulls. And, and, you know, what I do remember wanting to do was the the glide from the window to the treehouse. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that's called. Um, you zip know, lining? It's at, zip lining. Yeah, yeah, it's at camps and stuff. Like, I mean, that made you want to zip line everything. I remember asking my mom, can we put in a zip line? Me not being the NASA scientist. Uh, son, you have nothing to zip line to, to, from. I mean, you know. <laughs> mom, we can oh, tie okay. it to the cactus right out there in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, no, son, there's nothing to zip line to. Oh, okay. Um, you know, yeah, I, I just remember him doing that. And I it just, I did have a treehouse, so I wasn't able to zip line into it. But I remember when I got climbed up the slide or when I did the monkey bars into the main part of the treehouse, I remember being like Macaulay Culkin and kind of doing it haphazardly, like yeah. just making sure you got inside of it and then landing and, you know, just like, I just remember him doing that. And it, it's like young David wanted to do that too. Um, and that's of course where now though, what I remember is where they they go around to the other house and you see all that water damage. Yeah. <sighs> just it's makes horrible. me so mad. That's another <laughs> thing though, that I, you can ask my wife, like when I leave, do we turn the faucets off? That mm. movie has stayed with me for all these other moments. Yeah. Um, as an adult now, you know, but then of course you hear, we talked about John Candy. Um, and you know, do you remember though, as an, as a kid, I never caught this, but he does say like, we left our kid at home. And he didn't, he was fine though. He was well, fine. He didn't talk him, for like six or seven weeks. Well, left him at a fine. funeral parlor. Oh, yeah. It's not at oh, home. Oh yeah, with all the at corpses a, and stuff. He, he right. spent an app, a day with a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He didn't talk for like uh, six or seven I, weeks. He's I, fine he's Kids fine. are resilient. Kids are resilient. And I'll uh, say that now as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he gave birth to Haley Joel Osment in Sixth Sense. <laughs> like that was his little boy. That's the multiverse movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she goes, maybe we should talk about this and he goes well you asked you asked you see a glimpse of planes trains and automobiles you character do. though like oh neil you know you asked you well, know they're riding in the back of a pickup tr- or in a like a u-haul truck it's very planes trains and automobiles typecasted yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank god he updated his resume and became a bobsled coach <laughs> <laughs> that's his claim to fame <laughs> yeah you know and that's where this movie gets kind of dark right because you know our hero gets up to the top of those stairs and Hi, little fella, mm-hmm. and like to guy, hang him on that hook. It was, yeah, yeah. Man, we're gonna we're gonna do everything he did to us, but first I'm gonna start by biting off each and every and one of those the fingers. fingers. Yeah, and, and puts you it know, about to put it has it fully in his mouth, like he's about yeah. to chomp it. Yeah, and then we get what I refer to as my Dexter moment. I'm like, yeah, you can the the shovel slayer, you can kill these guys. You know, <laughs> go for it. You know, and just 
just think you know we kind of gloss over that as kids like but like man alive everything he did he he got caught thank god this guy saved him seriously yeah you that would, it would have been a very brutal it would have turned r-rated real quick because <laughs> that's when marvin harry did get scary oh you know, yeah like, there was no more fun and games these are no. common these are you know it, i do think of it i think of ernest though you put him in with these common criminals these harmless common criminals. <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah you you, you get you know the next morning, I want it's Christmas morning, and you know he runs out. Mom's not there, and this and that. And then um, he comes back inside the house, and I think he hears the door open, so he runs back downstairs, looks, and then turns around, and there she, his mom, is there. And I'm this is kind of where I cry because it was just they love each other, and it was mistakes yeah. were made. And she goes, "Merry Christmas, Kevin," and it was just like he's. I think he's, you know, I'm, I'm, Kevin. I'm really sorry. Like the apologies delivered, and. They just have that great hug and great moment, and they just I just love I love the build to that too. Yeah, kind of offers you different things, and of course the family comes in, and you know he he says how he, they're all impressed with Kevin. Everything's going so great, and I just will never <laughs> forget because it happens in the second movie too. That and Kevin, what did you do to my room? Yeah, <laughs> you know because. Yeah that happened as kids. I just love that. And I feel like it's also such a little brother thing. And I think Buzz deserved it very much is Mm -hmm. that Kevin spent the time to clean up the aftermath of the, just destroying the wet bandits, but he didn't clean up Buzz's room. (laughs) I'm like, that was an intentional decision and and Buzz deserves it. (laughs) Cause if he had the ability to clean that whole house, he could have cleaned Buzz's room and he chose not to. (laughs) The elaborate traps he set and everything. Yeah. 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 What would be worse though? The buzz punishment or, you know, like I wouldn't want to answer to buzz. So I probably would have cleaned that room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just thinking about it. But. Well, and then I feel like we get the another sentimental pivot of he looks out the window and sees old man Marley ushering his son into the house to, to shovel sway I mean, yes. him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, yeah. thank you, Kevin, for making me realize that he should be one of my victims. All too. it took was to get right back into the swing of things by hitting Marvin Harry. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> and he then that's the whole other again. <laughs> the shovel slayer, S L A Y E R. I don't know why everyone is. I didn't need to spell that for anyone. <laughs> uh, a movie that will never get made. <laughs> we will make it. We that, will make that's it. what Netflix should do. Movies that never got made. Oh, All the, and yeah. it's just you and I talking about the Macaulay Cluckins restaurant. <laughs> Put a timestamp in that so people could just skip right through that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this was a blast. I mean, this truly Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are definitely Christmas staples, holiday staples. Yeah. I mean, as I said it before, he is the kid of Christmas if mm-hmm. if, if if Tim Allen's the father of Christmas and if Chevy yeah. Chase is the over the top father of Christmas. Right. I don't I can't think of any other kid other than Nicole no. Culkin. That's um, true. You know. Yeah. It's fantastic. Loved loved this movie. Um and, you know, you've asked me this before. Mm, too young for Harper, but I will show her these. Oh, yeah. In the future, for sure. Yeah, because I, I feel like it is it is ultimately, I mean, it's a wholesome movie, but I do think, yeah, there is that age where it's just like some of the, the last 10 minutes, you're just like, yeah, that's a little rough, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, these are legacy ones that will continue 30 years from now. They'll still be as nostalgic as they are today, like a yeah. thousand percent. 
yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I was assuming that this was going to be a longer episode as well, but it deserves <laughs> every minute of it. Um, and yeah, this is actually our 49th episode. So the next time you guys are going to hear us is for 50. We are going to have our 50th one-year wow. celebration of Bygone Geeks Nostalgia Podcast, which is, is insane. the same age as you. It's <laughs> insane. Oh, thank you. That's a compliment. You normally say I'm in my 60s or 70s. Now I'm only 50. <laughs> it's the holiday spirit. You oh, know. yeah. You're, you're, it's the spirit of giving. You shave you 20 years off the this insult. You understand. coming from a man who gave Santa a pass for stopping smoking near the time. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate everybody uh, making it all the way into this many episodes. So yeah, the fiftieth one is going to be a lot of fun. So um, yeah, uh, everybody have a um, uh, a happy new year, and we'll be back with our fiftieth episode. So yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast. And follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin.